congregation. Very blessed good morning to every one of you, and I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Master, and He is our soon-coming King. I give honor, praise God. I give honor to the senior pastor of the home. We had a tremendous time with him in Georgetown, Guyana, like you heard him, and the singing pastor, I call him, praise God. Uh, the other singing pastor who was just singing with you, we were truly blessed in that service that evening. It was a miracle service, and people did receive miracles. We believe in miracles. I say the church believes in miracles. We believe in miracles. I want to honor all the other pastors in the house, all the other ministers of the Word of God. I want to give honor to my own family, praise God, uh, who you have been honoring today. We want to say thank you for honoring our family and honoring Guyana as well. And thank you for the work that you are doing in Guyana. We appreciate it. A whole lot. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We truly appreciate every work that has been done around our country from your church. And may the good hand of the Lord continue to bless you in a very rich and a special way. I want to pause a few moments just to acknowledge a very good friend that I met right here in, in Florida, in Orange Park, and where Fleming Island, wherever I am. Josh. Josh is here with us this morning. Josh, thank you for being here. Praise God. Just Josh takes us wherever we want to go. He's our transportation man. And I got to know him, and the Lord really has been helping him in a tremendous way. Is your wife here with you this morning? Oh, praise God. God bless you, my dear. The blessings of the Lord be with you too. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Wonderful people. And we are thankful to God for them. Josh, I hope that you tremendously blessed today and that your life would be never the same again. Today I want to speak with you on the subject excellent rewards for absolute commitment to the Lord. Excellent rewards for absolute commitment to the Lord. Can we pray please? Our precious Heavenly Father, this morning we give you praise and thanks, honor and glory. We thank you for this day that you have made. And we thank you because we can gather together in your house in this manner. And we are very conscious that many folks are gathering all over the globe today. Men and women are gathering not only in churches, in houses, some in caves. Some cannot, Lord God, openly worship and praise you. But you said in your word that where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And we thank you for being in the midst of your people all across the nations of this world. And we pray, God, that long before this day is ended, that souls will be added to the kingdom, that many bodies will be healed by the power of the Spirit of Almighty God. We pray that many a backslider would return to you, Lord God, in sincerity and in truthfulness. And we also pray for the challenging of the church of the Lord Jesus, that many would continue to be encouraged to live, love, serve, worship, and walk with you in sincerity and in truthfulness. So we pray, God, that you lift your word from the very pages of Scripture and bring them alive in the hearts of your people today. And bless us all, we pray, in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say, Amen, and praise the wonderful name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 29. It's my text. And everyone that hath houses 
had forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife. And there is something that I noticed in all of the other versions of the Bible except the King James Version. Only the King James Version has or wife. I don't know why the others left it out. Or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Excellent rewards for absolute commitment to the Lord. I will use this topic in reverse order for the best results in conveying my message from the Lord to your hearts today. First, let me help you to understand the word forsake in our text is conveying the message of prioritizing of relationships. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 33 says that we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on to us yet it means that if you're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ you have got to make up your mind that this is it absolute commitment the word absolute means complete total outright out and out, perfect, pure, entire, decided. It's a settled position. I will not defile myself with the meat from the king's table. It's a settled position. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It's a settled position position. The Apostle Paul says they came and they prophesied on me all over. They said I should not go to Jerusalem. They warned me. They cautioned me. But none of these things moved me. Because it's a decision that I've made. This one thing I do, he says, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It's a settled position. Even in the times of difficulties, even in the hours of pain, even in times of trials and hardships, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Because I know that my Redeemer lives. I know. It's a commitment. It's absolute commitment. Commitment is to be dedicated to a cause, to be loyal, it's to be faithful, it is to, it is to have fidelity, it's an obligation, your actions, your movements are restricted, you are a slave. That's why the Apostle Paul says, I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to give that which I have committed unto him. Peter says, to whom shall we go? You 
church. I'm going to stay in Christ. Cost it what it will. The apostle Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me and gives himself for me. And I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to move. All the scriptures are replete with men and women who were absolutely committed to the Lord in the face of the worst kinds of adversity. I can take you to the roll call of faith in Hebrews chapter 11 and use any of those characters to convey my message. Abel, who offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Enoch, whose walk pleased God. Noah, the most righteous in his own generation. Sarah, who received strength to conceive seed in old age. These are people of faith powerful faith and they allowed nothing to move them. And the much preached about and more prominent Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joseph, Gideon, Samuel, David, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the list is long, all of whom were powerful witnesses to the gospel of our God. What about those sold out men in the New Testament? Peter, James, John, Barnabas, Paul, Stephen, and Philip. All the men who followed Jesus, all the women whose names were not mentioned, they all followed Jesus. I think of that group of women who said, oh, we are so sold out. Don't even ask us to move away from here. They stuck with Jesus right down to his death, down to the cross. They stayed with him. What about those women who labored with the Apostle Paul relentlessly? They all forsook family, friends, lands, houses for the Lord and the declaration of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. But permit me, ladies and gentlemen, to use two persons. And it is out of this that the Lord will speak to you. And there is a particular grouping of people that the Lord is targeting here today. And I want you to listen carefully. You might be in this group. You may very well be in this group. In the book of Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 25 to 32 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the, Holy, by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord! salvation, which thou was prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the people Israel. Verse 36, Anna, there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Manuel of the tribe of Asher. 
She was of a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about four score and four years who departed not from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Two powerful characters, ladies and gentlemen. Let's briefly look at the characteristics of these lives that will challenge us today unto absolute commitment to the Lord. And we have already defined absolute and commitment. Let's move forward in this mindset. Simeon, Look at his characteristics. A man who hearkened to God. That's what Simeon actually means. Hearkening to God. This is a man who hearkened to God. The Bible says he was just. It means that the man lived an impeccable lifestyle. His character was outstanding. The man was innocent. The man was holy. The man lived an equitable life. The man was devout. He was of a good character. He was right-hearted. He was reverent. He was pious. He was holy. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm using words that the church doesn't like today. Total holiness. Righteousness and godliness. Oh, that's too much, preacher. That's too much. Break it down. The Bible says he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Waiting speaks of a patient man. A man of faith. A man of confidence. And we have men of confidence here today. A man of credence. A man of long suffering. A man of endurance. A man of expectancy. A man of hopefulness. Such was Simeon. And the Bible says, the Holy Ghost was upon him. Hallelujah. There was a man's life that was filled with life and exuberance and zeal and zest and anointing. He was a sanctified man. He was a holy man. This man was filled with humor. He was filled with breath, the breath of God, the life of God, the goodness of God, the grace of God, the power of God. I hear Jesus as he stands on that last day. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I am picturing this man. I am picturing. Do you hear much of it, Simeon? Please. No, you don't. No, you don't. You hear much about Simon? Simon Peter, not Simeon, but he was an aged man. He was serving God for many years. His absolute commitment to Almighty God brought tremendous rewards to his life. That's what I'm talking about. When you live for the Lord Jesus Christ, when you have absolute commitment to God, when you prioritize your life and your relationship with the Lord, there is a premium, ladies and gentlemen, in serving the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a premium in Christianity. It brings you to the highest life that anybody can come to. Serving 
Christ is the highest life. the best, the greatest that anybody can ever do in their lifetime. Life in Christ. This is what Simeon was doing. And the Bible says he was full of the Holy Ghost. He was filled with what Jesus breathed upon his disciples. Have you allowed Jesus to breathe on you? Have you been allowing the master to just breathe his breath into your life? Into your spirit, into your souls, into your bodies. Have you been allowing him to breathe on you? That's what he did with his disciples. And these men were never the same again. Yes, they had pitfalls. Yes, they stumbled. Yes, they made mistakes. But because that breath was in them. Hallelujah. They stood the test of the times. Yes, Peter, oh, said, oh, Jesus, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know. He said it three times. The same people who spoke about exceeding great and precious promises. It is the same Peter who stands and says to the church, You must resist that devil steadfastly in the faith. It's the same Peter who said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, he walks about as a roaring lion, seeking to devour you. Be steadfast. Don't budge, don't move. It's the same Peter. Ladies and gentlemen, this man was a man like Philip. Simeon was a man like Philip. And Stephen, the Bible says these men and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles amongst the people. And I want you to understand something. I'm not talking about preachers. I'm not talking about preachers. Philip was no, uh, Philip became an evangelist eventually. But Stephen was no preacher. He was a hard-working man in the church, fully committed to Almighty God, serving in whatever fields he needed to be served. He needed to serve the people in. There he was committed. But as he moved amongst the people, as he moved amongst the people, healings were taking place. Miracles were taking place. Somebody was being encouraged. I challenge the church today. You see, the thing about, the thing about courage and faith and encouragement, you don't, you got to learn to give to get. And because you, question, question, when last did you take time out to encourage somebody? When last did you call somebody on the phone and say, you know what, I, I just called you to pray for you. When last did you call somebody and say, hey, you know, you know what, I, I just want to leave a word with you. I just want to give you a word uh, from, the, from the word of Almighty God. You don't have to make up anything. You, you know, you don't have to make up anything, you know. All you need to do is give somebody a word from the word of Almighty God. You don't have to try to sound supernatural. You don't have to try to sound super spiritual. You don't have to try to sound anything. Just give them a word from God, the word of God, and they're going to be blessed. I'm blessed, Pastor. I want you to know that I reach... <laughs> The first time I visited that church, you never stop. I said, they don't ever stop selling these things. <laughs> I receive it every, ever so often. And I take my time and I read it. Because I believe there's a blessing in everything that you receive from the word of God. If you can share a word, if you can spread that word in your life, as you move on with the Lord Jesus Christ, there is an absolute, 
in that absolutely committed state, you will receive excellent rewards. I won't come to the rewards just yet, but we're getting there. The Bible tells us this man was a man who received revelations from the Holy Ghost. Who am I talking about? Paul? No, I'm not talking about Paul. I'm speaking about a man that you don't know about. I'm talking about Simeon. The Bible says he had revelations of the Holy Ghost. To receive, listen to me, to receive revelations from God, one must spend time in the Word and much prayerfulness. You can't receive anything from God except you spend time with God. You've got to dedicate your life. You've got to give Him absolute commitment given over to God. There must be times in your life that you take that phone off. Oh, you didn't hear me. You've got to take that phone off. Turn it off. Oh, but I'm expecting, I see people come to the house of Almighty God and they've got their phones on because they're expecting a message from somebody. So you don't expect any message from God, do you? That's the problem right here. You come, you, you, you want to hear from everybody else, uh, 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 but you're not listening to God. And let me say this to you. God is always speaking. The question is, who is listening? Who is listening? Simeon spent time with God. And to hear from God, you've got to take time out, ladies and gentlemen, and get up into that mountain with God. You've got to get close to God. Get with... I just I was going to say something, but I don't think I should say it. Oh, should I say it? Get rid of sin. S-I-N. Unworthiness. Get rid of sin and worldliness out of your lives. Get rid of all the lusts, the various lusts. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's the only way you can get rid of sin and worldliness. Something has got to dwell. Something has got to take the place of sin. Hello, somebody. Something has to take the place of worldliness. Something has to take the place of lust. For all that is in this world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And these things are not of the Father. When you get rid of them, fill your lives with the presence and the power of a holy and a righteous God. Jesus Christ said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, it puts you in a position. Hello, somebody. And you've got to learn to position yourselves. Now. Come on. It puts you in a position to ask whatsoever you will and it shall be done. That's the reason why so many church folk don't receive any answers because the word is not abiding in you. Somebody else's word is abiding, not the word of Christ. But you've got to allow the word of Christ to come alive. In your spirits, let faith come alive. Let the glory of God envelop you. 
that to Moses. God said, Moses, I, I want you to get up in that mountain. And then he said two, two powerful things to Moses. He said, be there and stay there. Can I leave that with you? Get up in the mountain with God. Be there and stay there. That's where you must live. Live in the mountains with Almighty God. Live in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. For in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I don't know who want pleasures for. Let me tell you something. I have a lifestyle that I have to have pleasure. I love pleasure. And if there was no pleasure in serving God, count me out. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to be in the church. I don't want any part of it. If there are no pleasures, but listen to me, I have lived close to, close to 50 years, a life of peace, joy, happiness, contentment of the highest order. Because once I'm in it, I said to myself, it's all through Jesus. Listen to me, I have no questions about my faith. I have no questions about the Lord Jesus Christ. I have no questions about Almighty God. You see, if you were to know everything about Almighty God and you understood everything about God, that demotes God. You didn't hear me, right? That demotes God. It doesn't, he's no God anymore. If you knew everything about him and you understood everything about him and you can calculate him and you know what next he's going to do and you know what he should do, that demotes him. He is no God. But if you can put your faith and your trust and your confidence in that same God, I don't know exactly where I'm going. I don't know exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I know one thing. If he holds my hands, if my hand is in his hand, then he can lead me wherever he chooses to. He can take me wherever he wants to take me. Because I know that he is with me. Because our God is a very present, very present help. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Where, at whatever point you're at, if you just open up, God is there. At whatever point you're at, wherever you are, just open up, God is right there. The woman of grace. You know, I always like to talk about men and talk about women from the scriptures. It makes you, you can't be deemed a sexist or, or whatever, whatever. So I speak to the ladies and I speak to the gentlemen. I've spoken to the men and about the men. I've spoken about senior sirs, ladies. You want to hear something about Anna? Oh my gracious. She was a prophetess. You know what that means? That means that this woman spoke for God and on behalf of God. Ladies, get that message out. Pastor, excuse me. Do, do, do women preach around me? women preach around you. Oh, yes, they do. You do? 
So you think I'm going to change that doctrine? No. Great was the company of them that declared it. Women. My dear sisters, pick up your message and preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And don't allow anybody to reason if you should, why you should, or should not. Because my Bible tells me that this woman was a prophetess and she spoke the word of God wherever she went. She spoke about redemption. Hey, and I want to challenge you to do that the Apostle Paul says. And I am sure, ladies, are you listening to me? This is for the men too, okay? But ladies, I want you to listen to me too. Hear what the Apostle Paul says. And I am sure that when I shall come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessings of the gospel of Christ. Wherever you go, you must impact that place with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever you go, you must impact that place with the word of Almighty God. Because ladies and gentlemen, trust me, nothing else will you that you're planning to purchase right now, Pastor, that means everything to me. So don't, don't even ask me to pay my full tithes. Don't, don't go down that road. Don't ask me to pay my full tithes because I got this house to build and God will understand. Is that what you said? God will understand. No, you got to do it different. You've got to do what the Bible says. Jesus Christ said. Jesus positively spoke. These were the words of Jesus in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 19, that I read from my text. These are the words of Jesus Christ. If you forsake everything, family, friends, lands, houses, for my sake and the sake of the gospel, you got 104. And 104, ladies and gentlemen, speaks of the fullness of the returns from a plantation, from a sowing, everything coming back to you. One hundredfold, the fullness of the blessings of Christ coming back to you. You need to get into that place and prove it. The reason why Christians don't prove anything is because they don't, hey, you know what, you ever heard this? Do you know that a turtle never gets any place unless it sticks its neck out? You ever, you ever, you ever notice that? Have you ever seen a turtle moving with its head in the shell? You've got to learn to stick your neck out for what you believe and who you believe in. That's what you've got to learn to do. And to go all the way. Absolute commitment. No reservations. No holding back. Going forward ever. Speaking the word of God. The woman was of a great age, the Bible says. She lived a full, satisfying, and a rewarding life. Does your life have satisfaction? Does your life? Why is it that so many people are committing suicide today? Why? It's simply because they're like, listen, if you got Jesus, you got life. If you got the 
presence and the power of God in your lives, you have life. And ain't got no how you will ever want to take your life. Get close to Jesus. Latch in with Jesus. Say what he says. Take my yoke upon you. You know what's a yoke? If you, with the farmers, those who farm and so would know, you've got oxen. Those oxen are yoked. It's either triangular or square. And they're all tied into each, to each other. It's like Elisha plowing uh, with his yoke of oxen. And he was at the 12th yoke. That means that he had a whole set of oxen, one after the other, and in lines. And they were all yoked together. So wherever one went, the other went. Wherever one went, the other went. They couldn't separate themselves because they were yoked. Hear what Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. When your soul finds rest in the Lord Jesus Christ, all you want to do is live for Jesus Christ and serve him with all of your heart. Full commitment, fully given over to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you will do. She was of a great age, and she had faith, and she was constant, and she was settled in her life. Bible tells us. She was a virtuous woman. She was moral and pure. Do we have virtuous women? Do we have morally pure women? Do we have, do we have upright women? Women who are walking in the fear of God, loving the Lord with a single eye, serving him in sincerity and in truthfulness. This woman who kept herself in the love of God, great commitment. And here, hear this, she was a widow. She was married as a virgin for seven years. She, had, she was in a marriage for seven years. And her husband died. And she did not wax in wantonness. But instead, her mind was set on serving the Lord. It reminds me of the young woman Ruth whose mother-in-law said to her, go back to your family. You may find a husband. She says, no, that's not what I'm looking for. It's not a husband I need. I need your God because I see something in your life. Naomi had her own fair share of troubles and difficulties. Naomi had lost her husband. She'd lost her two sons. She'd lost her lands. She'd lost everything that she had. But if there was a steadfast woman Check Naomi. And Naomi passed that on. It was a powerful legacy for Ruth. Ruth looked at that woman every day of her life. And she says, I want to be just like this woman. I want to serve her God. I want to be as committed as she is committed. So when Naomi said, go back to your family, she says, no. Don't entreat me to leave you or from following after you. Because where you are going, I am going. Your God will be my God. Your people shall be my people. Where you die, that's where I will be buried. That's absolute commitment. You think God disappointed her? No, she was not disappointed. Oh, praise God. All you need to do, ladies and gentlemen, is to be absolutely committed. To Almighty God. Oh, 
Bible says she departed not from the temple. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. As a matter of fact, I hear David saying, this one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you. Folks say, you know, when I just give my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, I was so, I, I, I was so bouncing and bouncing, I was joyful that I perhaps now have given my heart to Jesus. Because I still got my bones, I still got my flounce, I'm still joyful every day of my life. I'm still happy. I'm so happy in Jesus every day. I'm so happy in Jesus all the way. I'm so happy in Jesus every day. I'm so happy in Jesus all the way. Listen to this part. Jesus walking beside me daily. Willing to guide me, faithful, whatever betides me, blue skies, gray skies, keys, night. That's why I'm so happy in Jesus every day. I'm so happy in Jesus all the way. Hear me, friends. I have a settled position. My life is settled in the Lord Jesus. Absolute commitment because I know there are tremendous rewards in serving the Lord. And this woman, let me stick this, this woman served the Lord with fastings and prayers day and night. She upped the ante in her walk with God. She did not stay on the periphery of spiritual things, rising and falling, sinning and confessing, making continuous mistakes and living with excuses. She used the master key of praying and fasting to deal with impossible situations in her life. And there are times that impossible situations will arise in your lives, but there is a master of the impossible. There's a master of impossible situations and impossible things. His name is Jesus. And here is what he said when his disciples asked him, Why couldn't we get rid of this devil? They've got some things that latch on, sometimes like strongholds. But here Jesus, he said, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayers and fastings. When last did you fast? I hear Jesus said, when you fast. I thought I read that. He said, when you fast. That doesn't sound optional to me. It sounds like he's saying, you should fast. And if you've got difficult situations, apply some prayers, apply some fastings, up the ante in your walk with God, and see those strongholds come down. See those walls come tumbling down. See the glory of the master come stepping in on your lives. She was filled with thanksgivings, not complaints and murmurings and disputations and disgruntled. She gave thanks to God. She came in and she was giving thanks. Stop for a few moments. Stop the complaining. And give thanks to God. It could have been worse, I figure. It 
worship him some more. Stop and bless his holy name. And the part that I like most of all about this woman, she was an evangelist down to the ending of her life. Down to the ending of her life. You, you didn't read it? You know what the Bible says? And she, coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. This woman was an evangelist down to the bottom of her life. She did not allow anything to stop her from declaring the word of the Lord. The lost souls of men and women meant something to her. Get your families saved. Oh, come on. Get your families saved. Your sister Simon in this house, that's what she did. She gave her heart to the Lord Jesus Christ when she was about 16. And came home to the house. And released salvation to every one of us. My mom got saved two years after. My eldest brother got saved two years after. I got saved that same year. My next brother, older than me, he got converted the next year. And everybody started coming in, one after the next, one after the next, until you got saved, 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 saved by his power divine, saved in your grace sublime. Life now is sweet, and our lives are complete because we are saved. And you need to pass that legacy down to your family. You, in essence, what I'm saying to you, yes, your drug addict son could get saved. Yes, your drug addict daughter could get saved. Salvation ain't for dogs and cats. Salvation is for the souls of men. Get your family saved. And you can get them saved because the Bible says you can believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And your whole house. That's the word of God. Put it to the test and see God work for your families. Not only are my brothers and sisters saved, I can tell you this. We led our dad to the Lord before he died. And there was one thing he says, boys, he was talking to myself and my older brother. He said, boys, I would like you to feature in my water baptism. That's what he was saying. I would like you to feature in my water baptism. Take me down to the waters of baptism. He didn't make it to the waters of baptism, but he made it to heaven. Get your family saved. Get your sons and your daughters saved. Get your grand boys and your grandparents saved. When your grand boys come around, no matter what's going on, matter what's going on around them, you lay your hands on them in the name of Jesus and release the spirit of salvation. They've got to get saved. Because that's the purpose of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. That's the purpose of church. Hey, if it's not about salvation, please forgive me. I will pack my Bible, I will pack my books, and I will go and plant corn. Instead of going to preach Christ, I will plant corn. I will do something else. Ladies and gentlemen, let me wind this message down. Excellent rewards. Extremely good. Outstanding. Superb. That's what excellent is. Exceptional. Wonderful. Marvelous. Magnificent. Fabulous. Awesome. Divine. 
that's what you can walk into today. John Antelon said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from God. James said, do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, nor shadow of turning. You want to talk about a reward? A reward is a payment for service. How many of you have been serving God day and night, night and day, in sincerity and in truth, with absolute commitment to Almighty God? Here is what Peter says. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and God, all things, not some things, all things. The, through the knowledge of Him, through the knowledge of Him that have called us to glory and to virtue. God has called you to honor. Stop living dishonorable lives. Step up your lives. Lift your lives to a higher plane in God. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Ladies and gentlemen, hear the words of Simeon. Lord, let your servant depart with peace. I've come into this place seen your Christ child. Simeon was living right here on earth and he saw the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only did he see the Lord's Christ, but he held him in his hands. What an earthly reward. For long committed service. Let me tell you something. Oh, you hear when awards are given out for long and committed service to this field, to that field, to that discipline, to that profession. We present this to you and we present that to you. You have a tremendous earthly reward waiting for you. Some people figure, oh well, uh, this is not for me. I'm not going to make it here in this life. I'm not going to get it. So I'm settling for eternal life. I have no problem with that. But God wants to give you right here in this life 100 fold a tremendous blessing is awaiting you right now ladies and gentlemen Simeon and Anna were handsomely rewarded in this life by seeing Jesus in the flesh at his first coming this was among all the other benefits they experienced and Simeon had a wonderful privilege like I said holding him in his hands and giving God thanks then Simeon requested, he said, Lord, I have one final request. Let me now depart in peace. I've seen your glory. I've seen what you can do here on earth. I want to see what's going on in heaven now. Let me depart in peace for a better reward yet. Hallelujah. His life in eternity. Let me tell you something. Don't depart this life a frustrated man or a frustrated woman. Don't depart this life a depressed man. 
a deflated man, a defeated man, a demonized man, a destroyed man. Don't depart this life like that, lady. Madam, mister, don't depart this life like that. Leave in peace. For in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, so hear what he says. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But instead, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I come again, I will receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you might be also. So, here, Thomas and the others. But how can we know the way, Lord? Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? Get it straight. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can come out to the Father but by me. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a tremendous earthly reward and a tremendous eternal reward. I need both. Because there are whole lots of benefits. As I wind and close this message right now. In this earth, you have leadership, guidance, and direction. Somebody's saying, why is he telling us about heaven? I'm closing with some stuff on earth. You have leadership, guidance, and direction for your lives, for your families, and for your substances. Everything that God has blessed you with. You have available wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to know what to do at various times in your lives. Yes, it's available. Health, healing, wholeness, and well-being. Because the Lord says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Peace, provision, and protection. A wall of fire about you. Streams in your deserts. Hallelujah. Peace beyond your understanding. And finally, life. And life more abundantly. Life in its highest blessedness. Zoe life. Spiritual life. Physical life. Long life. 